the Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest and an even uh, more special topic, something I think that all of us have been affected by. Um, before I kind of dive into our topic, which is unrequited love, um, I'm going to allow my co-host to introduce herself. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Spotlight coming to you live <laughs> from the workspace. Let's get this party started. I'm ready. I'm really excited about this topic. So, so yeah, I mean, everybody's had it, right? Like, uh, you really like somebody, you invest in them, uh, you think it's going to end up being something for um, a long term, but then things just don't work out. Um, I think that specifically where we experience this is unrequited love where you are ready you know in your heart in your mind your spirit that you're ready but the person that you're ready for just isn't ready for you um when you're met with that um i think that my first response is probably a little bit of offense initially um a little bit of hurt shock or whatever it is but after processing it um it's really freeing because it lets you know that this is absolutely not your destination. This is not where you're stopping. So you should be encouraged to move forward. Um, you ever had a realization like that, Spotlight? Um, unfortunately, yes, I have. Um, I think experiences make you mm, require that you navigate through different situations uh, depending on your current your season. So depending on how young or old I was, I may have, you know, responded in a very mature way. Um, and other times a little absurd, like stalking, figuring out, like, is there someone else? <laughs> is that why? Or like, what's going on? And a lot of times it's like self-blame. But I think something that helps those situations are just... Um, you know, maintaining some type of friendship. I think that's what happens. We skip so many steps in building relationships, like the foundation of a of a friendship that uh, when feelings aren't reciprocated, uh, if you don't have a solid friendship there, then that's when the offense comes and you're feeling all self-blame. But if you're friends and you understand, like, you know, I'm just being honest with you, mm-hmm. then you're able to, I believe, you're able to better accept what your friend is telling you because... They want what's good for you. At least you would hope so. Right. There's a certain level of trust that needs to be incorporated for connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like that because when you trust someone, you engage very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in relationships where there's elements of trust, um, to tap right back to this unrequited love, the binary is respected. Mm-hmm. Um, How do we get to that trust, though? Do you just give trust to everyone that enters your life until they, until they cause you to lose that trust? Or do people come in with no trust? And then based on their behaviors and your interactions, do you build on that? You know what my favorite analogy for trust is? What? Have you ever heard the glass analogy for no, trust? No, You never heard it? No. So, like, trust is like glass. One, it's, it's like a, a, a glass. Once it's broken, it can be repaired, but it will never be the same. Mm, I agree. I so agree. Um, that's my view of trust. And in experiencing that, mm. I think that if someone really wants to be in your life, they can 
be as apologetic as they want. They can be as accountable. They can own all the mistakes that they made, but they'll be present. That's the proof. Um, that's the action. And I think that's what really matters in um, rectifying a relationship because rhetoric means so much less when you misstep. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it's really important that uh, you brought up the topic of rhetoric because I feel that people don't pay attention to the words that people are using. And I think a lot of times it's about manipulation mm. or it could be about like sometimes we don't want to offend someone. So we we bounce around the issue. And so instead of saying like, you know what, actually I'm not really interested in you in that way, just being straightforward with someone, you are like, oh, I mean, maybe, or we're not really direct because when you ask people like, how would you want someone to tell you something? Everyone says, you know, just tell me straightforward. But everybody can't handle that. Right. And so I think um, when we talk about rhetoric and the language that we use when we're speaking to each other and how we handle each other with the words that we use, it's really important, especially not just in respect or in trust, but in um, developing uh, boundaries um, on how people can treat you or how you should be treated or how you should be talked to. I think um, nowadays so many words uh, have been have been attempted to be devalued. Like yeah. nigga or or the B word, you know. Sometimes like, oh, you know, that's just a regular word, but it's like. Is or, it devalued, or do we assume desensitization? I'm good. You're right, desensitization. So I didn't say that word correctly, but you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> but I think it has a lot to do with that. Um, when we start, not even just those words, but how about when you go to the movie theater and you get a ticket, and the lady says. You know, enjoy the movie. And what's 99% of people response? You too. You too. She's not going in or yeah. he's not going in to watch the movie. And so like... But don't you feel, just to go on this, don't, why do you feel rude for not including them in your experience? I feel that way. It's Even not, if I know it. Like if I'm on a bus, <laughs> if I'm going to a movie, if I'm about to ride on a plane mm -hmm. and you take my ticket and you give it to me, have a nice flight, enjoy your trip. I don't always say you too, but do you feel that? You get what I'm saying? I, I feel that there should be some type of response, but yeah. when you're listening, yeah. then the response differs. So, like, if we're having a conversation and I'm talking about one topic, mm -hmm. say I'm talking about, I don't know, foods that I like, and you're like, yeah, the color green is cool. That, to me, it says you're not really paying attention to what I'm saying. Yeah, I do that. And well. so, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, in that instance, I feel away. Like, when someone doesn't give me the correct response, it's like, Mm. So I'm wasting my time speaking to you. Like, we could just not talk. That's probably better. You're just so matter of fact. <laughs> and, uh, it's important. I don't think people. I don't think people value words anymore. Like the things that you say. And, and I don't know. I was raised in a household where like your word is all you have. Like, cause we don't have the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. word is your bond, and that has been a lost like value in so many communities. And absolutely, yeah. I mean, with all that being said, um, integrity is really the mm. foundation that we're looking at. So, I mean, mm. is there a moral character that someone needs to navigate through a situational, unrequited love? Mm. Um, is there a decorum that's involved? Um, I, I can tell you through my experience, I'm learning that there may be, um, because think about it. You don't want to confront a situation where you invested your time and emotion and all your energy, and then you have to realize that it's impossible uh, to work 
it's irrevocably damaged because mm. the other person isn't going to do their part. It's like a working relationship knowing that there's going to be insubordination. Mm. You cannot work together. Um, a relationship is built simply on that premise um, that I am convicted to you and you're convicted to me and no matter what level. Because commitments grow deeper. That's why we throw God in it and try to call it marriage um, mm. to make it that penultimate relationship. But all um, you know, uh, relationships that fall under that are going to be critical and I think that, that maintain, maintaining that standard of integrity is important. Mm. It's just me. Um, I think that I've learned that loyalty, as you talk about, is a lot like that glass analogy. You have, you want it, so if you, you want it, you got to give it. Mm-hmm. And when you give it, it's likely to be affected. Right. It might not get shattered completely to the core, but when it starts being attacked... If you value the relationship, you fix it. If not, you let the damage win, and that's going to be the end for you. Well, in those instances, you have to decide, who am I going to be loyal to? Am I going to be loyal to this other person or loyal to myself? Yeah, so it's like, you know, I'd rather hurt someone than be hurt or lie to someone, you know, before I'm lied to. It's kind of more so like everyone's trying to save save face. Mm -hmm. And it's like in relationships, the the purpose and the beauty of it is that vulnerability of like exactly. what is going to happen and that adrenaline that like, okay, this could be something great or it could be, you know, a, a great lesson, you know? And I think it make, fear is a big determining factor on how people handle each other. And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 is not with care at all. I'm learning that about fear. You don't want to be driven or ruled by fear, but those are your emotional decisions. But fear is taught. Like that, it it is it is learned. Like babies, they don't like when they're so young. Like they don't fear anything. They don't know to be scared of that. That's why they are so open to animals and different things and different people. And they're very curious. Like so, it's a choice. If it's taught, if it's learned, then it's a choice. You have you've made that choice. Like okay, I'm going to be fearful because in any instance, things can go wrong. Workplace environment, driving, walking outside your house, taking a shower.